Welcome to another episode of the Advantage Podcast, sponsored by Century 21 Advantage Realty. This podcast is co-hosted by Adam Gullett and Jane Plivchek. On this podcast, we focus on providing you, the busy real estate agent, information, resources, and tips that will help you grow a thriving real estate business. excited to have Mark given on the show. And before we bring him on, I want to give him the proper introduction that he deserves. So here it is. Mark Given is the founder of the Trust-Based Philosophy and the Trust-Based Academy and is grateful to be an Amazon number one best-selling author of nine books. Mark is a regular guest authority on national and international podcasts and radio shows from Hong Kong to London on the building, maintaining, and repairing trust in the last 15 years. He has spoken or taught at more than 1,200 programs and events and another 100 or so virtual programs for sales and service companies, leadership teams, large and small companies, associations, hotels, HR experts, colleges, real estate companies, and associations, and state and local governments. His free weekly blog, Mark's Minute, is ready is read by thousands of people across the world every Wednesday. And Mark invites you to sign up for it too. And we'll give you guys a link to how to do that later. And we are thrilled to have him with us today. So please join with me in giving a warm welcome to our special guest and trust, Sales and Relationship Authority, Mark Given. Mark, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, we don't clap anymore. We I guess we just snap. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, there's some snapping going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me today. Yes, oh. we're so thrilled to have you. Yeah, we're so thankful you could take the time out to be with us this morning. My pleasure. Yeah. Absolutely my pleasure. So guys, before we get started, everybody's watching. Be sure if you guys have any questions for Mark as we go through this, uh, just put a capital Q in the comment section and we'll pop that up there and ask Mark as we go. We love audience participation. So be sure to just put a Q in front of your question. That way we know it's a question and we will address it as we go. So Mark, thank you again. I'm glad to be here. I'm ready to go. You can ask me anything you want. And, oh, okay. Well, that's a I prefer you direct it towards building, maintaining, and repairing trust. But if it's something else, I, I'm game for that too. So tell okay. us a little bit about that, Mark. Tell us about your trust-based philosophy and why it's so important to build trust and relationships. So I, I, first of all, your audience should know that I have a real estate license. I've been a realtor for 21 years. So um, although I'm not out there practicing real estate like you guys are every single day, uh, I still am, have got my hands dabbling in it and I'm grateful to, to do that. So <clears throat> here's really the foundation of why I talk about trust. I learned uh, at a young age that, that if, you, if you have trust, your, your, uh, your world can grow and thrive, right? If people love you, trust you, if they really know that they, you have a high level of integrity. But when you don't and you can destroy mm -hmm. You can destroy trust in just a moment. You can spend years building it and destroy it so quickly, your whole life crumbles down. But what I found was interesting was as I studied it and read it, was more interested in you know implementing it in my own life. All I ever found was stuff about the concept of trust. What is mm. trust? We know what that is. What I didn't find was the science of trust. In other words, how do we do it? How do we build it? How do we maintain it? And how do we repair it? So I went to work trying to figure out the science behind it. 
And I, I just found, you know, it was all, it was out there. I just had to put it all together. And as a result, I've written a whole bunch of books. I've actually got my 10th book getting ready to come out. Oh, uh, oh awesome. And uh, because certainly in the, in the world, like, like, you know, we're all in, in the real estate world, we, we're, we are entrepreneurs. I wrote this book with my oldest son, Blaine, who's a serial oh, cool. entrepreneur. And so anyway, the, the principle is the whole foundation of what I teach is about the pyramid of trust, which is there are four levels and we can, we can certainly talk about that. Oh, there you go. Hey, how cool is that? So <laughs> obviously I must've sent that to you or you found <laughs> online someplace. So I really teach the science of building, maintaining, and repairing trust. And if you got a moment, I can give you the Cliff Notes version and I'll take you through all four if you want to hear that. Would you yeah, like? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, so the, the first level is we all know that we only have one opportunity to make a first impression. We all know that. In today's world, we call that, uh, it, we use kind of a tough word, we call it profiling. And we all do that. We profile immediately. When we've never met somebody before, we form an opinion. The science behind that, though, is we never really knew, right? Well, how much time do you have to set the right example to give the right impression? And what we've learned, the science of it now proves that we have 50 milliseconds. We form an opinion so quickly when we just look at somebody and we're building mm. that impression based on are they a good person? So I call it care or competence. And others are they now I don't mean highly intelligent, but they look like they're not axe murderers, right? So um, <laughs> so in other words, do they look competent and do they look caring? And what's more important in the grand opening is caring. Are you a good person? If you want to build mm. trust, you have to show that you actually are interested in other people. Now, obviously, the second piece to that is, well, what if you already know somebody? I mean, we all know that sometimes somebody walks in the room and you just you can immediately say, oh, I'm not sure I want to talk to them today. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that 50 milliseconds drops all the way down to 33 milliseconds that we form this opinion about each other. So we need to be our best always right whenever we're yeah. out in public we need to be our and be best. aware of it that's right Th then we go to rapport now the next level of building maintaining and repairing trust is once somebody sees us they want to connect with us or they want to re-engage with us rapport is about listening so we would listen more than we talk people like to be heard they want to be mm. heard and so in the world of just relationships but clearly in sales we need to we need to be so good at listening that there's an old uh, there's an old proverb that says listen with the intent to hear, and most people actually listen with the intent to talk, right? Oh we yeah. Listen so that we can say our next brilliant you know thought, and uh, but but we're not listening, right? In fact, uh, we see oftentimes in that grand opening when we meet somebody the first time, they say their name, and then we walk away and we don't even remember their name right? We can't even yeah. remember their name. So we know that we're not listening with the intent to hear. So rapport is about listening. My dad taught me that the best way, the best, the best uh, mathematical equation on that is the 90-10 ratio. You talk 10% of the time and you listen 90% of the time. And mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln even said, uh, better to remain silent and thought a fool than to open my mouth 
and remove all doubt. So, right. <laughs> so, so the 90-10 rule. So then we go to the maintenance stage. I don't want to prolong this too long. The maintenance stage is, is about now that we have a relationship with people, how do we maintain that trust? Well, we do that by being givers. The world loves givers. They love people that are generous. And I don't mean that, you, that it's not about money. It's about mm -hmm. time, care, effort, all the things that you can do to show that you want to help other people succeed. You're not envious of them. You want to embrace their success, learn from their success. The world loves givers. They love people that are generous. I always say you don't give until it hurts. You give until it works. And mm -hmm. I don't think that manipulative you just, everybody's different. So you've got to do things for them. And in the sales world, give, 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 give. The more you yeah. give, the more you get back. I think um, Zig Ziglar said, you can have anything in life that you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. So, uh, and then the last is probably what I end up speaking a lot about, which is the repair stage. We, we're human. We all make mistakes. So how do we fix it? You know, we've done all this work to have a great grand opening, to build, you know, trust with rapport and to maintain trust. And in a moment, we can say something or do something foolish. So I have something called the RAS system, which is uh, four steps to fixing, apologizing, going through the proper process. It's RAS stands for recognize, admit, mm. show some sorrow, sympathy, and then you just stop. You don't ever do it again, <laughs> right? I mean, everybody hates when somebody says, oh, I'm sorry, I'll never do that again. And then they do it again, right? They're sincere about it. So, so we cannot... We cannot guarantee that people will accept your apology, but I can promise you that the science of, of repair and, and trust shows that if you go through the proper steps, those four steps, recognize, admit, show some sorrow and sympathy. Maybe you have to do some, you know, maybe you have to, there's some, some you know, pay. I mean, maybe you got to do something. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Right. And then you just you're sincere and you stop doing it. You just don't do it again. And then in time, people will say, well, you know what? Mark blew it on that one. But I, I love, he's done it right so many times. I, I'm going to try to forgive him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that's the key right there is the forgiveness part. Uh, not only just being able to forgive others, but to forgive yourself. So you keep doing this process, yeah, the same stupid stuff over the same and over. stupid stuff over and over. And, yeah. I, and I think that's it. I, I, you know, and it's funny, you know, we keep going back to this, it's relationships. Um, but you know, that, that repair part to me does make sense why you speak the most about that, because, you know, it's so easy to make those mistakes. And if you've not built the trust in that relationship up to that point, that one mistake can just make it all crumble. Yeah. And, and then therefore your foundation is gone. The earlier you make the mistakes, the more damaging it is because you haven't had a chance to build levels and layers of trust. And so we, we need to keep filling the bank account. And I don't mean with money, right? The relationship bank account with proof that we do care and that we, we are trustworthy. I mean, the highest level of a relationship is when people really know that you have such a, a level of integrity that they, they can count on you. Right. They know that you're going to come through for them. And we're all human. So we make mistakes. Yeah. We just need to we need to go through. But but those four steps, that's the science of building, maintaining, repairing trust. And I can promise you there are some some listeners today that have never, ever known 
maybe any of that, right? They may yeah. have right. some of it, but they didn't know. And there's obviously it goes much deeper than that. There's much more. You just got the Cliff Notes version, but, sure. uh, but no, it, I think that's good. It gives a good perspective, you know, perspective about where you're coming from inside of your books. You know, I'm I'm actually going through the trust based leadership book. You know, I'm 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 diligently like reading it and answering the questions. So well, it, it challenged me. I mean, it's like, oh yeah, you know, that's a very good perspective. You know, what I like about your book too is it's I can do that right in the morning, right when I'm doing my own study and everything else. It is like the very first thing I do in the morning. And it, it really does help me to get my, my mindset right on what I'm really doing with the people around me is trying to build trust. And especially as a leader, I'm trying to make sure that they do trust me and that, that I'm not violating anything that they, you know, they perceive that I'm about, you know, and that's, I think that's what I really enjoy about it. Well, thank you. That's very generous of you. All of all of my books uh, in the trust-based philosophy series have been written exactly the same way. It's a simple one or two page. Here's the principle, and then a question to make you think, and then there's a place for you to write 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 in the book if you want. Right. So here's here's how I apply it to me. I didn't want to write the books all about why you should listen to me. It's how do you improve yourself? So mm-hmm. whether it be trust-based leadership or trust-based selling or trust-based success, trust-based networking, my new my new one that came out was trust-based time management and productivity. And then the, the brand new one that's getting ready to come out is uh, trust-based entrepreneur. And I'm not done yet. I, there's, there's a whole bunch more I want to write. I just haven't gotten to them yet. So, so Mark, can we give a little example? I know when you were going through the different steps, I thought of, you know, as an agent, you meet somebody usually the first time over the phone, you know, they've contacted you, your relationship begins there. You know, they may have an idea in their mind or they form their perception of you, you know, over the phone. And then, you know, if you show up for your meeting, you know, sometime late or your appointment late, you've already kind of broken that trust. And, you know, it's, it's really easy to say, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. I got tied up. I was in traffic. I was in whatever. But then, like you say, if, if that behavior persists, you, you're not, you know, you're not mending that relationship and you're not rebuilding that trust. Sure. So I would I would answer that by, boy, you you actually had a whole bunch of pieces in there. Yeah, and so I will. Let me just start with the because especially because of covid, we we have uh, we, we just don't have people that is often that call up and say, can you come show me this house? Right. So, right. yeah. Not, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but I'm just saying it's it tends to be a lot more electronic now, whether it be a phone call, a text message, an email. And what I would say is if you really want to build trust in those electronic communications, you need to be well prepared. And what I mean by that is you already have a series of questions that you're prepared to ask that are well thought out, that are that are written and maybe right in front of you, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that uh, just like Adam, just like you sent me questions that were, you know, possible questions for today. And Jane, you guys, you know, prep me. I see if you've been in real estate at all, anytime, you already know there's some questions that whether it's a buyer or a seller or investor or a, you know, commercial, you, you have an idea of the questions you should be asking. And mm-hmm. then you ask the question and you listen and I mean, really listen, and, and, and then you can better serve. You will build deeper levels of trust if you are more prepared. And it, so here's what that means. That means I know that every time the phone rings, we want to pick it up, right? Yeah. 
But sometimes if it's not the right time to pick it up because we're going nuts with something else right now, maybe we should not pick it up and, you know, let them leave a message and then call them back, you know, listen to their message and then call them back. So there's so many different ways we can destroy trust. You know, we can nick away at it, right? Because we're in too big a hurry. We're not really... Mm. We're not listening. We're not paying attention. We're not really doing the things we promised we would do on time in a timely manner. So how do we build trust? We slow down, show more care as individuals, and which is hard to do because we live in a crazy, yeah. crazy loud world and we're bombarded constantly um, with, yeah. with opportunities. But if you really want to build trust, you're going to have to set the time. You're going to have to be more focused on the individuals instead of just, you know, I got to get it all done. You know, you're better off to get, and I, I don't want anybody to lose customers or clients, but realistically, w- once you blow it and mess it up, you may never get those people back and any potential future business with them or referrals. So yeah. You- mess it up. You want to build trust. You want to build deep levels of trust so that you you can build your business, not just off of more strangers, but off people that come to you directly because they say, you're the man, right? Or you're the woman. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's actually the point. I think if you are aware of what you're in that moment, what you're trying to do with that person that's in front of you, the phone, if you understand that you're trying to build trust and, and your approach to building that trust you're going to be aware about how you're interacting in every environment that you're in. If you're conscious of that and you got somebody in the room with you and you're, you know, you're picking up your phone and, and constantly looking at that, you're obviously not listening to what this, this pyramid is really about and what, and you're not building trust. So I think that's valid point. So, you know, I, it just depends on how trustworthy you want to be. And it was, what do you want people really to think about you? Because they, they are going to think about you. Not, they're not going to overthink about you, but they are going to decide whether they want to com- communicate with you, connect with you, do business with you and recommend you. And if you yeah. want to build a deep, profitable business, you will think about being present and building, listening, you know, giving build building trust and every everybody you talk to everybody you deal with is going to be different and so that means you have to you can't have one you know system that it works this is what i always do no this is what i do for this individual mm, that's good so just um here's the next another question for you on this um so you you basically have developed developed this trust based philosophy obviously from experience so um, walk us through kind of how you got started into the trust arena here and like what, what kind of pitfalls and that kind of struggles did you land in that helped you kind of define this? Because it, we're all guilty of, of hitting those same ones. So I don't mean to put you on the spot, but in my mind, I'm thinking, look, I've, you know, I've done this many times. Like I have made those mistakes, you know, and, and hurt people that I thought I was building trust with and lost that trust because of myself. And what are some of those, those with you? Well, I, I tell you, so, you know, without giving you my whole life story, um, I, for some reason, I recognized that at a young age that I wanted my mom and dad to trust me. And although, I mean, I just did. I wanted, I had a, I have an, a, an older brother and an older sister and a younger brother, and I'm the favorite child because I <laughs> earned that, 
<laughs> not true at all, but but realistically, I was conscious of it from a young age, and I'm not that smart, but I recognized that that at a young age, even in middle school and high school, that if I wanted people to, if I wanted to to build the kind of relationships with people that I wanted to have, uh, that I really want, you know, the ones I wanted to have relationships with, and 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 I don't mean romantic relationships. Later on, it went. <laughs> I mean just people that I really that I wanted to connect with. I just recognized that that was something that was important to me. And then when I got into college, and then when I got out of college, I was in the insurance business for a short period of time. And then I was in a retail, I I started a retail company that I built and then sold after 20 years, and then got into uh, real estate. But it it was not until I got into the real estate business that it was time that I decided, you know, what? I think I need to figure this out on a deeper level. And what here's the reality of this, I hired a coach, as I was getting, and I'm getting older and I thought I'm getting closer to the end than the beginning. And I don't want to leave this life with regrets. And my first book was actually called Finding My Why Ernie's Journey, A Tale for Seekers. And it was about le- not leaving this life with regrets. Right. And so, okay. um, and so anyway, you can find that on Amazon even, but it's not one of the trust books, but I hired a coach after I'd written three books. I wasn't a book coach. It was just a life coach and a business coach. And, and his name is James Malinchek, and he's not in the real estate business. It had nothing to do with real estate. And he actually sat down with me and he said, Mark, you know what you want more than anything is to be recognized as a person with a high level of integrity that they can trust you. You need to write books about trust. Mm, that's good. I said, well, <laughs> really? <laughs> said, that's, that's your core. I mean, that's really what you're all about. And so I went to work now studying the science of trust, not just what is. I didn't want to write a book just like all the other books, no disrespect, that are just about stories about building or destroying trust. Right. I wanted to write about not only how to do it, but then I so the trust based pyramid came out of all of it. The four levels of trust came out of all of it. And what I recognized was if we really want to do it, if we really want to build a life and a business Mm-hmm. To be the best we can individually be. It's not about competing with others. Right. It's about being the best Jane or the best Adam, right? Or the best Mark. Then uh, we're going to do something about it and we need to understand it. So, I, and then I decided I better do this like uh, chicken soup for the soul. You know, <laughs> so many different, there's so many different categories. Maybe I should yeah. just, you know, maybe I should attack it that way. And how many could I write? I, I will tell you right now, I'm thinking about 30. So, oh wow! <laughs> I'm only at ten, so I got twenty more to go, and I'm running out of time. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, anyway, I'm thinking I got to write at least thirty more or twenty more books before I'm finished, so that I can chicken soup it, right? I mean, <laughs> all these different categories. The, I think the one after the entrepreneur book is going to be about referrals. You know, building, yes. building referrals. I've even yes. covers already designed on that one, so I guess I need to write the book. Well, I, I, honestly, I think that's key to the whole system, right? I mean, especially in real estate, referrals is the name of the game. And the only way you get referrals is if that person that you worked with trusts you. People are so, never going to recommend you if they if they feel like they're going to be embarrassed, right? Or if right. they feel like that, that, that they're going to lose trust with that individual because they dropped your name, right? So, yeah. So it's critically important to the growth of our businesses is, is referrals. We need more, right? We need more. Yeah. 
We never have enough. We need that's more. Right. That's that's exactly right. <laughs> so, um, give us what's, what. What do you think is like a new agents coming in this industry, or even the agents in general? What steps would you advise them to start doing, like right now, in their business to grow it, to build a trust based business? So, so let me just say first of all that. Uh, this is Jane's world. I mean, I, I really believe without question, the st statistically, the agents that invest in themselves through understanding the skills that they need to develop, that's one of the things that will create business. They'll figure out that, I mean, they got to have the skills. So here's really three things. I mean, first of all, you, you got you to gotta recognize that you have to have some patience in the business. Some people are fast starters, but those are the lucky ones. Now, I was told when I first got in the business, it takes three years to succeed. I don't yeah. believe that personally. I just want you to know, I've seen it happen too many times where somebody can get really off and running in six months, but it's because they're making the right steps. They have the, they, they may be kind of clueless as to how to do everything, but they're doing the right things the right ways. So I do believe you got to have some patience. If you don't get a listing in the first 30 days, don't freak out, especially right now, right? That's, that's right. You got to yeah. have patience, which means number two, you got to have some cash reserves, right? I mean, in other words, big point, you got to have some cash reserves that you can't get into the business and, you know, and, and think that, Hey, I'm going to, all of a sudden I'm going to make six figures this year. Well, that's rare. It's not that it doesn't happen, but you know, I, God bless you if that happens to anybody that's brand new that's listening. Yeah, prove us wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, please. And let us know how you did it so that we can help more people do the same thing and duplicate it. That's right. So so you got to have some patience. You got to have some cash reserves. And you got to fill your brain with how to do it, right? Because it really real estate is, a, and it evolves. So what we're doing right now in real estate is different the way we're doing it than, than a year ago because of COVID and the economy changes it, the market change, you know, this is a supply and demand business, but it's yeah. still a people business. So I That's would right. say focus on the skills. I can even tell you the seven skills I believe you need and focus on the skills, but then develop relationships and, and it's all your success in real estate will all come from relationships, from being that good person, right? Not just the skills. So you got to have skills. Can't be, can't be stupid. Right. But That's right. Time, you got to, you got to be able to do it the right way where you do a great job. And then people want to do business with you again and recommend you, your business is all built on long-term relationships. Yeah. It, and being willing to learn new skills that you don't already have because it's changing. It's always changing. Always we were talking changing. about that earlier. It's, it's always a changing environment, especially in real estate. So Mark, can you can you talk a little bit about those seven skills just wanna, to give examples? Yeah. All right, them. everybody. If you're driving your car, don't write these down. But if you're not <laughs> driving your car, then write them down. If you're driving your car, come back and listen to it a second time. There are seven skills. Now I have done uh, not to pat myself on the back, but I've done uh, more than 1,200 programs in the real estate industry in the past 15 years. Doesn't matter where you are, real estate is local. But I have found that there are seven common skills that you need to master in order to build a business that's long-term successful. Number one is flow systems. 
In other words, how do you build these relationships? How do you stay in contact with people? How do you have the, you don't have to have this expensive CRM. You can have a piece of paper and a pencil. But if you don't have a list of your top 50 clients where you can look at it every day and fill that page so you know what to do those individuals and how to serve them, that's how you'll build a big, a long sustaining business. Referrals, flow systems are critical. Number two is you got to have buyer systems. You got to know your, your market better than all the people online that think they know more than you do. Real estate is local. You got to know what it takes for a buyer to succeed in your market. Then number three would be seller systems. So you got to have deep seller skills because you're in a competitive market. List to live. I've been saying that for a long time. It's harder to list when there's not supply, but you got to know how to help that seller accomplish what they want so that their property doesn't become stagnant and doesn't sell. So We've had flow systems, buyer systems, seller systems. Number four is pricing systems. When I got into real estate, all I learned was a CMA. Today, we have absorption rate pricing. We have odds of selling. We have wonderful tools to help us price right when we're working with a seller and to help buyers offer right in a competitive world to understand what, what the market is saying the true value of properties are. So, you got to have pricing skills. Number five, then, is understanding that real estate, there are so many different ways to sell real estate. And most real estate agents decide they want to be a generalist. But the world today is seeking experts. They want specialists. So pick a niche that you can be great in, right? Now, it doesn't mean you can't work with other people, but pick a niche that you can be the go-to person. So some people say, well, what are you talking about, Mark? Well, it could be uh, historical properties. It could be land, right? It could be investment. Uh, you could you could work with investors in certain price ranges or certain groups. There's a hundred different niches in real estate that you can get into. Pick a niche. Number six then leads to a business plan. I just want you to know that the turnover in real estate in the realtor industry is more than 50% over five years. And, and boy, that's not just brand new agents. We lose agents that have been around for a while because they don't evolve. They don't grow. They don't change with the industry. They get in a comfort zone and they're, and they're rigid. And so just know we lose, we, we got almost, we're, we're pushing towards 1.5 million realtors in, in the country right now. I just want you to know, uh, five years from now, we'll probably still have 1.4, 1.5, but more than 50% of them will be different. Don't let that be you. You need a business plan so you can know profit is good and you don't need to wait till the end of the year when it's time to pay your taxes to find out if you made any money. You need to know every single month, what are you doing? How are you doing it? What's your marketing? What's working? What's not working? What should you be doing more of? What should you be doing less of? Get a business plan. Number seven, is an exit strategy, right? An exit strategy. We are, we're, we're not going to do real estate forever. Nobody is. Nobody's going to be on their deathbed saying, oh, I wish I just had one more listing appointment, right? You're, you're going to, at some time, you're going to slow down or you're going to leave. You need to create a plan so that you can sell your business. Now, I put that number seven because if you do the other things, flow, buyer, seller, pricing, niche, business plan, and you have a system in place that can be duplicated. In other words, you write it down. Somebody will buy your business from you. You don't have to walk away. They'll want to buy it. So that's the seven things, Jane. How's that? That is awesome. 
Thank you. I was I was trying to get them down for our agents so I could post it where they could see it. Did you get them? Let me say it one I more did. time. Yeah. Seller systems, buyer systems, seller systems, pricing systems, niche, business plan, exit strategy. Now, everybody good. today, you should be in at least one class every single year, expanding your knowledge and understanding one of the, I mean, for the next seven years, you've got a class. I mean, take your CE. But Harvard says that only 10% of people in the United States have a learning mindset. Why is it easy to compete in real estate? Because there aren't that many that are doing anything beyond CE, right? That's what Jane does. That's her expertise. She sets up classes. Take the doggone classes, right? right. Every year besides your CE, you should be taking something else. And I would also recommend, you know, support what you're doing locally, but go someplace else if you want to build referrals, right? That's good. And build relationships with other agents and learn from them. Um, it, that is great. If you'll great do those seven things, you won't be in that 50 plus percent that are doing something else five years from now. That's good. So, uh, Mark, I mean, this has been really, really good. This is a lot of information and this is this is really good. Very relevant for the agents to be hearing. I really, really appreciate this. But before we wrap up, we're going to do the rapid fire questions. Absolutely. And and then we'll give a time for you to plug some of your business and how people can order your books and get in contact with you and all that. So uh, let's get started with the rapid fire questions real quick. So number one accomplishment so far in your life. Uh, husband, father, grandfather. I've uh, been married Ooh. 43 years, got five kids and meant to, and nine grandchildren. And when I die, if they can honestly say, uh, we knew that that Pops loved us, then I've accomplished, that's my greatest accomplishment. Oh, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> that is good. What's the biggest lesson you would say you've learned so far? To try every single day to be the best me I can be. I, I, I have learned that it's a failing proposition to try to compete with other people. It's I will always yeah. lose because there's always somebody so much better than me. And uh, I got into a little funk for about an hour yesterday because I was comparing myself to somebody. And that's that's a losing proposition. So I'm guilty. The best me I can be. If I can just do that every single day, then I will have accomplished all I believe that I'm capable of accomplishing. Well, that means I have to have, uh, you know, a system, a plan. Right. I have to have something to make sure I do that. That's good. All right. What what type of technology app can you simply just not live without? Okay, I love a system called an app, a program out there called Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. I love that. Yes. And I love that because from a market, well, there's nothing out there that that somebody in the world is not an expert of. And that website for me, F-I-V-E-R-R.com, has saved my life so many times in so many different areas because I'm not an expert marketer. I'm not an expert Right. I mean, there's just so many things I need help with and I can go to Fiverr and I can find somebody in the world that can do it. And by the way, they're competing for my business. And so I can get a price which is reasonable. And if I don't like their services, I just go to the next person. Right. And because I haven't had to spend ten thousand dollars to do something that. Uh, so anyway, Fiverr. I, it's my app. I love that my website. I've used Fiverr a few times too, um, and I agree. I mean, it's it's basically a website that has all the professionals for every type of either video, audio, uh, marketing, about us pages, website design. Anything you need is there. Any services there? Some yeah. of them are just five bucks. Yeah, that's right. So so I I anyway, that's my favorite website. That's good. So, 
<laughs> so Mark, what are your goals for 2021? Uh, so I'll make this very quick, but every year I do a book like this, every single book. So right up here on my, my bookshelf to my right, I have the, a whole series of these years after years. And I, uh, so this is this year's, I pick a one word, right? So my one word this year is resilience because we're trying to bounce back from a very difficult changing year that we had no control over. Right. And there's still much more ahead of us. So every year I have eight categories in here of the things that I know I need to focus on my education, my professional development, my finances, my family, fun, creating fun and having fun, my faith, uh, mm. my, you know, I got to be physically healthy enough to, to manage, to function in the world. And then what am I doing to give back? So I think that's all eight of them. I fill out a book every single year that has my affirmations in it, my goals, my plans, my thoughts. I love that. I hear it with me everywhere I go. It travels with me. It's never not within, you know, I, it's never out of reach that I can't get it within, you know, 60 seconds. I can go get it and look at it, can add to it, take away. So it's, it's what I have to do to function, right? To function, to make sure I'm trying to be the best me. So I would recommend it. But yeah, I know. That's great I idea. Thinking. That's great. I, I want one of those. But anyway, I can't, so it's, it's category. So I know what I need to do and all of the different, eight different categories. And if they have yeah. questions on that, email me, text me, call me. I'll be glad to tell you. I didn't come up with the idea. A coach taught it to me. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's way more detailed than like yeah. a vision board or something like that. You can get a lot more in-depth in information in those. Sure. I, although I do, I want you to know, I have two vision boards, one right oh, here, good. one behind my backdrop on another door to the bathroom for my office. Love it. And uh, that one is the stuff that is needs to happen, but it's not critical. It's it's goals, but not priorities. This one is priorities. This is the ones stuff I need to be looking at on a regular. Those fifty people I talked about earlier, my my top fifty business producing contacts are right there. I can see it every time I walk out this door, so that That's I'll good. see those names and think, what have I done for that person today or or lately? When's the last time I contacted them? Building trust. Yeah. So. It's anyway, awesome. It's not Our, rocket science. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it's, it's not. We just it's overthink take, everything. Yeah, it's, it's taking the time to get all of these things in place so that you can use them, you can refer to them. Sure, sure. Being in the moment. Right? Yeah. Yes. Gonna be in the moment. Be in the moment. Well, Mark, uh, thank you again so much. Um, before we let you go, though, uh, give a big plug, though. How can people get a hold of you, sign up for the Mark's Minute, and where they can buy your books? Yeah. So obviously you can go to Amazon and buy any of my books. Um, some of them are actually on sale right now for half price because it's the beginning of the year. And uh, so go to Amazon, look up, more, just type in trust-based selling Mark Given, right? Uh, trust-based leadership Mark Given. So go to my website, markgiven.com. In fact, uh, let me just give a quick invitation. I'd love for everybody to go online. I know if you can see this, Go on yeah. my website and take the free trust test, okay? It's right on the homepage of my website. Just scroll down a little bit. All you got to do is sign, put in your name, where you live, right, and your email address. We'll send you the free trust test. There's 38 questions that you can evaluate yourself on the four levels of the pyramid of trust. And then what I recommend is that you give that test to someone else that you trust that will take the test about you and then oh. you pair it. Right. So you yourself and then somebody else gets to that's where the that's where the grind. Oh, right? yeah. That's where it helps. So that's all free. If they'll just go to my website, 
markgiven.com. I'd love for you to buy my books, but just go get the free trust test. Why in the world would you not take the free <laughs> trust test, right? And then uh, and then share that with others. And then if there's ever any way I can help, whether it be with one of my books or a speaking engagement or a you know a class or a program, just you know I, I just want to help people be the best they can be. And and you know and so thank you. God bless you for having me today. Uh, thanks for everybody for listening in. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Mark, uh, we'll have you back. We will absolutely have you back. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Advantage Podcast. Please be sure and hit the subscribe button so you can be notified of every new episode. If you like this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. Thank you again for joining us and have an amazing day. 